What is up, everybody? Inscape Sports Entertainment, episode 90 this time. Last one was episode 89. Um, from about, what, the 10th time I've gotten the episode number wrong. I've had to re-record my send-off. It's probably, what, the 10th time now? It's okay, that's a ninth of the time that'll happen. Um, so for today's episode, and I said last week I wanted to do two a week. But I've realized when I watch these shows... When I listen to my these these radio shows where I watch like First Things First on Fox Sports One. First Things First on Fox Sports One is my favorite sports talk show right now. Kevin Wilds is hilarious. Chris Broussard knows a lot of stuff. And Nick Wright is a true Kansas City Chiefs homer and he is fun to listen to. He's Kevin Wilds and Nick Wright are just hilarious. Nick Wright's a Chiefs fan, so that makes it ten times better. And Chris Broussard, Chris Broussard is very knowledgeable. And those guys are just so fun to watch. When the Chiefs lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship, and the Chiefs just... Not the Chiefs, really. Patrick Mahomes acted like he didn't have a brain whatsoever um, and cost the Chiefs a trip to the Super Bowl. Um, I watched that first thing's first segment on the game the whole time with Nick Wright's takes, Chris Broussard's takes, and Kevin Wilde's takes. But anyways... When I watch these shows and I listen to them and they're doing like their picks and stuff, they don't. If I'm trying to sound like those guys, not really Nick Wright, Chris Broussard, and Kevin Wilds, but if I'm trying to get myself into that world, and obviously I want to be kind of different, kind of like Pat McAfee to an extent, but if I want to do, oh, let's do these picks, let's do predictions, let's do this, I'm going to start. One week I'm going to talk about that. What? If you're going to be a podcaster, if a podcast like me, one episode a week is fine. Not because I can't do two. Because when really there's just football going on right now, and we're about to hit playoff baseball, in which I'm not going to do baseball predictions because baseball, guys, I'm going to be honest, baseball has sucked the life out of me this year. It's mainly because of the Royals, and I understand I have to be unbiased, and I have to talk about it, but right now I'm not getting paid for it, so I'm not going to talk about something I don't want to talk about. And I still do talk a little bit of baseball. I do my players of the week. Obviously, we're going to have the Inskeep Sports segment to start off, and then some college football picks. There's three games. There's the Kansas State game because, again, I'm being a homer, they're not being a homer, but I'm going to predict their game. And then two top 25 games. I'm not going through every top 25 game. I'm not predicting Oklahoma versus Nebraska just because, oh, it's two big universities. No, it's Oklahoma versus a school who should be a Division II school almost right now, or Division II football program right now. Haven't been good since the 90s. They just fired Scott Frost. Okay. And then baseball is too long of a season. Yes, I could talk about something every day or every week. I could talk about Aaron Judge. And his home run record. Is he going to hit it? He's at 57. No, I don't think so. He definitely could. But I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to just miss the mark of the home run record. I don't know what it is. I think it's 73 to be exact. That was held by Mark McGuire. Yeah, Mark McGuire. I think it's about 73 home runs. Aaron Judge is at 57. So I guess if he hits one in every game, I guess he could. But I don't think the Yankees are going to. Well, maybe because they're only five games above. five. So... Five games, not five games above 500, five games in first place when two months ago they were almost 50 games ahead of first place. Not 50 games, but you get my point. But anyways, there's a reason I'm talking about a lot of baseball this year. Next year I'm going to do better with that, but this year there's a reason for it. It sucked the life out of me. The Kansas City Royals have sucked the life out of me. I've been, I, I don't know what it is with me in baseball. I've had like a love-hate relationship with it. I hate to love it this year. I don't know why. 2022 has been weird. In terms of baseball, I am looking forward to the playoffs. Originally, 
honestly, I, I've, I've always wanted the Yankees and Padres the past few years. I like what they got. I like what both uh, teams have going on. But it's it's baseball is very hard to predict, kind of like all football. Very hard. Two sports very hard to predict. And the NFL early on, very hard to predict. You'll see why I only have three NFL tiers, and one of them is titled Relax. And you'll see what I mean. But I'm going to start off with Enscape's 4, a bit of a quick segment, and then my college football picks, and then uh, take a quick break, and then I got my NFL picks for this week, and then the NFL tiers. Let's get into it. So, Enscape's 4, out of WWE, I have Solo Sequa. I think I'm saying that right. Started out in NXT. I don't know what his real name is. That's his professional wrestling name. But he is related to Roman Reigns and The Rock. He is the brother, younger brother of the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso. And he returned at Clash Castle last Saturday. He, uh, I think I've already talked about this. He distracted Drew McIntyre by pulling out the ref during the three count. And uh, the match is still going on. So he, like, he stopped the ref from getting to the three count, I should say. And uh, attacked Drew McIntyre, so to speak. Or Drew McIntyre tried to attack him. Solo Sequoia avoided it. Then McIntyre ended up losing as he was distracted. He got speared or Superman punched. I can't remember, but Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns won. And then this past Friday night on SmackDown, he made his official quote-unquote main roster debut and had a great match, had a great promo. Um, love everything about it. And then, this, and then last night, he won the NXT North American Championship. So congratulations to him for being on, in, on this week's edition of Inskeep's 4. For my Major League Baseball, I can't talk today. I sound like James Kelly. Eloy Jimenez from the Chicago White Sox. The designated hitter and the left fielder. 500 batting average, 7 runs, 4 home runs, 12 ribbies, RBIs. And a 519 on base on base percentage. So out of the Major League Baseball wing of the Enskis four, it is Eloy Jimenez. And then out of the NFL, finally it's back. Let's get a cheer in there. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, the Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, nine receptions on 11 targets, 184 yards, two touchdowns. Basically the only factor. And then the Vikings beating the Green Bay Packers 23 to seven this opening weekend. And Patrick Mahomes, I uh, don't know how he's going to do without Tyreek, but so good so far. 30 for 39, 76.9 completion percentage, 360 yards, 99.2 yards per attempt, five touchdowns. So again, in skips four, it's Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, Eloy Jimenez, and Solo Sequa. College football, big game picks in Kansas State. I see two big games. Well, two big advertised games. Miami versus Texas A&M. You ask yourself, why is Texas A&M still ranked uh, after losing to App State, 17-14? I know Appalachian State did almost have North Carolina lost, so maybe that's where the committee kind of looked at it, or the AP kind of looked at it and was like, okay, you know what? Texas A&M, they were number six, now they're 24, so I get it if they want to keep them in the top 25 just for this week. They are playing number 13, Miami. Um, I think Miami's going to roll away with that one. I don't think Texas A&M even makes it a game. I think Miami just blows their doors off. I don't like Texas A&M's quarterback. I don't like their offense. I don't like their defense. I don't like anything about them. I don't like Jimbo Fisher. Uh, this Jimbo Fisher, I think he's very much overrated in my opinion. He was only good at Florida State when he had Jameis Winston. Um, I also think it's just a catchy name. Um, Tulane versus Kansas State. 
Uh, Tulane, not not a bad team at all, but I think Kansas State has one of the best defenses in the NCAA. In NCAA, almost at the NFL. In in, in NCAA, I can't talk. Um, Kansas State, I think they win by more than two touchdowns. Um, I didn't really give a score prediction because, again, college football, I don't give a score prediction. Um, Miami, I think they win by maybe five touchdowns, five possessions, four or five possessions. Kansas State, two or three. I'll do that. I won't do scores. It's very hard in college football. You don't know if it's going to be low scoring or is it going to be a shootout or a blowout. You, you just don't know. Um, you can talk and predict and bet all you want. College football is hard because at the end of the day, they're just kids. Um, BYU versus Oregon, um, a future Big 12 participant. Participant. Big 12 member, uh, BYU versus Oregon. I believe it's number 12 in the country versus number 25. Uh, BYU being number 12, Oregon being number five, 25. Um, both match up very well, in my opinion. I give the edge to BYU here. I think it is pretty close. I believe they're favored by six points. Um, I'll give BYU, and I think they win by possession and a half. Okay, so that's Enskeeps 4. Member, that is Solo Sequa, Eloy Jimenez, Justin Jefferson. Patrick Mahomes. Feels so great to say that. <laughs> that was not a homer pick. I mean, come on. And then uh, Kansas State beating Tulane. Miami blowing the doors off of Texas A&M. And then BYU edging out a hard-fought victory versus Oregon. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll get into some NFL picks and NFL tiers. And then that will be episode 90 of Vinsky Sports and Entertainment. Stay tuned. and a bit of a week one reaction as I go along for each team. So this will be either either a very long segment, depending on how I feel as I get through it. Starting off with Thursday Night Football, Chargers versus Chiefs. How about those Chiefs? I do have Chiefs winning this game 35-31. to 31. Look, all offseason, um, all the Chiefs heard all Patrick Mahomes was talking about how the AFC West is just loaded up and the Chiefs are done for and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not really being a homer with that. It's just when you hear that all year, you're basically told you're not good enough. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And like, oh, really? That's basically the Chiefs' reaction in week one. And I don't know it was the Arizona Cardinals and not the Los Angeles Chargers. Now vice versa. Now, on the other hand, Cardinals didn't make the playoffs last year. Chargers didn't, which Cardinals, Cardinals went one and done, which is essentially the same as not making the playoffs uh, or just missing the playoffs, I should say. Um, so... And Chargers are, are going to be a tough team to play, but I feel like Chargers are a bit of a younger team, not as well coached, in my opinion. So I do give the Chargers, I give, I give the Chiefs an edge here because of that in the division race and this game. Now, as the season goes along, the biggest threat to the Chiefs' throne is the Chargers. I really like Justin Herbert. Um, that defensive line with Khalil Mack and Joey, Bo, uh, yeah, Joey Bosa, um, they will give Mahomes fits just like they gave Derek Carr fits. I don't think Mahomes will be sacked as much. He might be hit as much as he was in Arizona, but I don't think he's going to be sacked as much as Derek Carr was, and I also don't think he's going to turn the ball over as much or at all, in my opinion. Um, again, I think the receiving core's uh, uh, depth is a lot better, a bit faster. I know that sounds crazy, but yes, you had Tyreek Hill, but 
Michael Hardman, okay, he was fast, but Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle really weren't that fast. MVS is very fast. Hardman's fast. Watson's fast. Justin Watson. Sky Moore is fast. You have three really good, trustworthy warning bags. Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks like he worked on that conditioning, okay? Isaac Pacheco put up 60-something yards on one drive um, and, and on the week uh, opener. And then Jared McKinnon may be small, but he can lay the wood, okay? So I do think it's high scoring. I do think Chiefs edge it out at the end. I think they have a uh, game-winning drive at maybe it's 28-31, something like that, and Chiefs go in and uh, drop a touchdown, an extra point on them, and a 35-31, too late for the Chargers to come back. Um, now on the Chargers side, um, Keenan Allen's busted up. Uh, J.C. Jackson's busted up. Um, the Chiefs, okay, they have their left guard busted up a little bit, Trey Smith. I don't know if he'll be there. Actually, no, Trey Smith, Trey Smith is a full participant. Trent McDuffie on the Chiefs side, their corner, their rookie corner, he is busted up. He will be out for a few weeks, so that might be kind of hard. So I see the Chiefs winning this game, but I also see them dropping their next one, and I'll get into why that is um, next week. Well, we'll see how this week goes. So you know what? Forget I said those last few things because they faced the Colts next week. Um. And on the Chargers side, all right, talk about Keenan Allen, J.C. Jackson. Um, when the, when these games, these AFC West matchups, like Chiefs versus Chargers, Chiefs versus Raiders, Chiefs versus Broncos, especially in terms of head coaching, I give the edge to the Chiefs. So that's why I have the Chiefs winning this game again, 35-31. This game is just sort of picking. There's so many moving pieces. Buccaneers versus Saints. Uh, Buccaneers, so the Cowboys-Buccaneers game went similar to how I thought. I remember what I predicted exactly, 14-9. I thought Cowboys would put up more of a fight, but I'll get into them here in a little bit. Um, I, don't, I, I really don't think the Buccaneers are going to win this game. The line's beat up. I think the offense is going to struggle again. I know Brady can still sling it. I know Julio looks like he turned back the clock a little bit. Mike Evans is healthy, but again, that line's beat up. They, they can't do it. I don't know if they can do it. They actually might be able to put up more points than this, but right now I do have the Saints winning 17-13. to I like the Saints' ability to come back. I like their defense. Michael Thomas is back. Um, Dennis Allen, I gave him a lot of crap um, uh, over the offseason saying, look, he was you saw how he was with the Raiders. How do you think he's going to be with the Saints? But first week, I'm kind of I'm not I'm, I'm not impressed by week one. Week one's kind of weird, especially with the shortened preseason and the full on the full on. Uh, no one's playing in preseason, which, by the way, all 11 of the quarterbacks that did not play a single snap in the preseason. Those quarterbacks went three and eight. So while you want to shorten the preseason or eliminate it altogether, are you sure about that? Because you saw this week, or do you really want that? No, you don't. So keep it three. Keep the snap counts limited. Look at Aaron Rodgers. You saw how he did this week, and his rookie receivers, his young receivers, new new receivers to the team. Maybe he should have played a series each preseason game. That's it. No, nothing. And Aaron Rodgers confirmed on the Pat McAfee show. Not confirmed it, but said on the Pat McAfee show, the Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I listened to it today. Um. Aaron Rodgers said most coaches will go over their game plans with each other for the preseason game and say, hey, like, so say Andy Reid's facing off against Matt LaFleur in the preseason. Andy Reid will say, hey, can you run a lot of this? I'm working on my office this week, and this is what we want to do uh, defensively, right? I'm not saying that's how it kind of goes, but Aaron Rodgers hinted towards that. I shouldn't say hinted, but I'm imagining that's how it would go. They would kind of talk to each other, meet up with each other, and be like, hey, we're doing a lot of this. Can you run this? I'm not saying we want to pick you guys apart. We just want to see... We just want to see how we do. 
So who, who knows? Maybe that, maybe this, maybe last, maybe a game between the Chiefs and Packers in the preseason game. I think it was the second preseason, no, third preseason game. Maybe the Chiefs are like, hey, can, we, can you guys run a lot of cover too high or a lot of uh, zone coverage? I want to see how Mahomes does. I, I, I don't know. I just, maybe. But anyways, um, that's my take on the preseason being eliminated. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Don't ever say that again. If you say that, if you, if you are one of the people that say there shouldn't be any more NFL preseason, yeah, you're you're not a preseason. Don't and don't give me the high school doesn't have a preseason, college doesn't have a preseason. Why do you think they have spring games, and they have a lot longer a lot longer schedule? Also, these are grown adults, not kids. Some of the college athletes are young adults, but they're not grown, so to speak. What about the rookies? Then you're just looking for something. Anyways, back to my predictions: Colts versus Jaguars. Colts tied with the Texans. Listening to Colin Cowherd this week, you wonder why the Colts tied with the Texans. I guess Peyton Manning has said, and everyone kind of knows this. Peyton Manning said, I guess Colin Cowherd said he had spoke to Peyton Manning earlier in the week and said there are four different types of speeds. This is what Peyton said: four different types of speeds. There's preseason speed. There's regular season game speed. There's divisional game speed, so rivalry game speed, and then playoff Super Bowl speed. And this was a divisional game, Colts versus Texans. It was 20 to 20. You know, I did make the joke. If it was a Falcons versus Texans, led by Matt Ryan instead of the Colts, Falcons would be led 10 to 20 to 3. And then the Texans would have came back and tied it, not the other way around. So while the Colts didn't finish the game, they didn't get the win, it's a step in the right di- direction, at least for Matt Ryan's mentality, for his sake. Um, I'm going to throw a laugh track on that because I was supposed <laughs> Um. Anyways, Colts versus Jaguars. Um, Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence looked a lot more comfortable this past week um, compared to last year. Um, they just couldn't score in the red zone. And you know what? Jaguars aren't going to win a lot this year. But I just want to see Trevor Lawrence grow. I want to see him mature a bit more. I really think he can be a fra- franchise talent. But most of his, in my opinion, his career success that's going to come his way was held back by Urban Meyer and the ownership of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I don't see Trevor Lawrence staying with the Jaguars that long. Um, I really think Trevor Lawrence can be a franchise player, a once-in-a-generation type talent. Um, I'm not saying he'd be better than Mahomes or Josh Allen or up there with those guys, um, but I think he really can be a championship-level quarterback at some point. It's just that first year under Urban Meyer wasted his career big time. and. He's just got to be. He's just got to lead his team. He's got to get his guys. We're down in the red zone. We got to score. Don't drop the ball. No, don't, don't have any mental mistakes. But it was week one. Okay, in Washington, they're not that bad of a team. I know they're kind of a joke because of the name change and their owner and all that and, and all the jokes you can make about Carson Wentz. I don't think the Commanders are that bad of a team. I don't think the whole NFC East in general is the NFC least, um, like usual, or the NFC week, whatever you want to call it. But I do think the Colts do beat the Jaguars 20-20. to I think it's a good, close game. Again, Matt Ryan and the Colts, they'll figure it out. They usually have a week one, week one stinker anyways. So Colts, Jaguars, Colts win 28-20. Commanders versus Lions. I do have the Lions winning 34-24. to They can put up points. They have a great running back duo. They have a good receiving core. I like Jared Goff. I love Dan Campbell. The Commanders, I like what they got cooking up. But Carson Wentz has got to knock it off on the turnovers. 
has a better receiving core than he ever did in Philly and Indianapolis. Um, not the best offensive talent around him, but he does have a very good receiving core, a very good head coach, a decent defense. But this week is just not their week. I think the Lions are hungry for a win big time. They nearly came back against the Eagles. So I'm going to give the edge to the Lions here, 34-24. It might be closer. I believe the Lions are four-point favorites, or the Commanders are. I don't know why the Commanders are. I'm giving that the edge to the Lions. But Next game, a bit of an upset here, Dolphins versus Ravens. I have Dolphins winning 24-21. to I was not impressed with the Ravens offense. I never really have been, um, to be honest. Uh, Lamar is just very fast and runs a lot. He's not a bad passer at all. He is not. Um, but for some reason this week, I like the Dolphins' defense. I like Tua to be able to somewhat keep up with Lamar, so to speak. Um, not running, not chucking it deep. Lamar can chuck it deep. Whoever says that is lying to himself. He's not very accurate, but he can chuck it deep. So, again, Dolphins versus Dolphins versus Ravens. Dolphins win 24-21 in Baltimore. Um, I like Mike McDaniel. He's got a set. I'm keeping it PG. Go. See Tyreek Hill's comments. Um, Tyreek looks pretty good with Tua. Not pretty good, but he looked all right with Tua. Eight receptions, I think 90-something yards. No touchdown, though, I don't believe. So, um, yeah, that really stinks. Um, sorry there, Tyreek. I'm, I'm cool for you, buddy. <laughs> um, anyways, Dolphins do win 24-21. I just wasn't impressed with the Ravens offense against the Jets. Um, I know the Jets are not that bad of a team. Robert Slay is a good coach. I just, Joe Flacco basically has bricks for feet. And I think it would have been a better game with Zach Wilson in there. Not that Zach Wilson is any better than Joe Flacco. I just think he's a lot more upside. Um, speaking of the Jets, Jets versus Browns, I think Browns blow the doors off of them. Their defense is going to manhandle Joe Flacco all day. Browns 28-6. to Not much to say about the Browns, to be honest, right now. Panthers versus Giants, I think it's the same score. Saquon Barkley finally, finally went off. Brian Dayball proves he's not afraid to go for it. He's going to do it, and he's going to spit in your face while you do it, as long as you miss a field goal at the last minute. Anyways, Panthers versus Giants. I think Giants 21, Panthers 20. Very Same scores last week. I think Panthers try and get cute. They think they can do it. Baker, overconfident. I like him. But Baker Mayfield is one of two quarterbacks, and it's time to stop making excuses for them. And I made excuses for Baker all year last year with an injury, Kevin Stefanski's inability to coach and run the ball, even though he knows his quarterback is busted up, if he hated him that much, my God, man, why did you want to see him get murdered out there? But Baker, again, bad offensive line, bad coach, decent receiving core, very good running game if Christian McCaffrey can stay hub, stay healthy along with Chubba. I'm forgetting their backup name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I'm forgetting it. Um, but not a great, a decent defense. But uh, Panthers, I, I think they have another stink, not a stinker, but they have some sort of heartbreaking loss again this week. But I think they'll get their groove going, just not great. And I, I feel for Baker, I really do. But it's time to stop making excuses for him. Stop giving me the bad offensive line crap. Okay. Tom Brady, when he played for the Patriots, he had a great offensive line. Not the best receiving core. He had Gronk and, Ed and Edelman. Okay. He had Randy Moss one year, okay, but he had great defenses. Baker, stop making excuses for him. Excuses for him, okay. Stop it. Um, we're not going to make excuses for Tom Brady. We're not going to make excuses for for Baker. They're both starting worthy quarterbacks. 
now that I think about it, now that I said it out loud, really not a good example there, but I get it. But you get it. Baker, stop making excuses for him. We didn't make excuses for Brady. Bad example. Okay, you know what? Don't go off script all the time when you're podcasting, because if this was a live radio show, we would have to cut to a commercial right now. So you know what? I'm just going to throw a laugh track on that comparison and just stick to the fact that he's not making excuses for Baker. I like him. He's a solid quarterback. He's a good quarterback, at times a franchise quarterback, just overly confident, okay? And the Panthers could very much win this game. Maybe the Giants' uh, uh, week one win was just lucky when he got to see Saquon finally go off. But maybe we come back down to earth a little bit, and Saquon does continue to produce well, but Daniel Jones, I don't know. And Brian Dayball apparently did get in Daniel Jones' face, so to speak, during that turnover. So maybe that kind of lights a fire under up Daniel Turnover's butt, and he turns back into Danny Dimes, if he ever was Danny Dimes. Patriots versus Steelers. I'm not impressed with the Patriots at all. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, what are you doing? Like, why? Um, Bill Belichick, um, you've completely lost your mind. Steelers win 24-14. to um, Steelers more than – Steelers deserved that win last week. The Bengals did not. They turned it over five times. Their offensive line was beat up. Zach Taylor is not a good coach. Joe Burrow is awesome. Jamar Chase is awesome. Joe Mixon is awesome. Defense is okay. I actually really like the defense. I shouldn't say it's okay. I really like the Bengals' defense. But um, the Steelers, they deserve that win. There was a BS, unnecessary roughness call at the one-yard line. Also, if Jamar Chase would have been called for a touchdown, had a touchdown earlier in that drive, we wouldn't have be we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Um, Evan McPherson, playoff hero, uh, misses a field goal. I know that wasn't on him; it was on the snapper. Um, that's why you need healthy snappers, okay? But Steelers win twenty-four to fourteen. The Patriots, for lack of a better word, they suck. Falcons versus Rams. Rams 38, 20, 38 to twenty-seven. I think it's kind of close, but Rams kind of come out the second half a little hot. And uh, just kind of pull away, and the Falcons can't really don't really have much of an answer for them. Um, I like Marcus Mariota at the quarterback position for them right now. Definitely different, not a pocket passer. Works well with the offense more. Again, they'll get it together. Arthur Smith is pretty fired up. Um, he did say, "Well, you guys back." At, he said to the media, "Well, back in May, you guys said you got you're already writing the obituaries for us fans too. We're gonna prove you guys all wrong. This today was bad. We're gonna get it figured out." You know what? I like that answer. It's better than the, well, we just got some things to clean up. And I guess he did say that, but he called everybody out in the process. Now, go call your players out. Stop that. Stop blowing leads. Just stop it. It's going to happen. You're going to have a bad day. You're going to get on your high horse, and you're going to blow lead. It's going to happen. Just don't let it happen again this year. If you lose a game, fine. You're not winning every game. But the Falcons, I think they can be a dark horse playoff contender. I don't have that right now. But if they get it together, I think they can be a playoff contender, or playoff hopeful, I should say. There's a difference. But Rams do win 38-27. Seahawks, uh, and Rams, by the way, if you watch that opener, you can clearly tell Matt Stafford's still dealing with his elbow. He usually doesn't miss guys like that, unless it's just a bad day. But he usually doesn't miss them like that, especially an opening night, ring ceremony, or they were, or the Rams were just too happy from that celebration, and they just weren't all football, football, football. Seahawks versus 49ers. Very happy they defeated the 49ers. The 49ers. Broncos. Very happy they defeated the Broncos. Not being biased, I just think the Broncos aren't a threat to the AFC West crown. They're a threat to make the playoffs and maybe go far in the playoffs if they get it together at the right time. But I don't think they do. 
I don't think the Seahawks are that bad, but I also think this team is going to somewhat be a tanking team. I think they just really wanted to throw the kitchen sink at Russ and the Broncos this week. Um, 49ers, it was a rain game. It was Trey Lance's first career start against the Bears, who has a hard-hitting defense. I like Matt Eberflus and his defense's defensive scheme, his defensive game planning. Um, hit the quarterback. Let's act like it's 1985 again and do the Bears shuffle, Super Bowl shuffle, whatever. 49ers win 23-15. No, I was not saying the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just getting confident in Eberflus and his defense. Cardinals versus Raiders. Um, it turns out if you rush Derek Carr, he's either going to kill you or he's going to fold. There's no in-between. I've seen him before. If you blitz Derek Carr, he's going to kill you over the top. If you blitz Derek Carr, he's going to get killed. Not literally, but you get my point. Um, this week, I think the Cardinals are going to try and blitz him again like they did Mahomes, and Derek Carr is going to make him pay. Raiders win 31-21. Cardinals, not impressed with them. Beat up. I don't mind Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I just don't know how to feel about Kyler Murray right now. Um, Texans versus Broncos. Uh, Texans, they're a good team, but not as good as they were last week. Broncos win 24-12. to Look, it was Nathaniel Hackett's first start. I don't have an issue with the Broncos. I just don't know if they should be looked at as the AFC West division winner. Nothing against the Broncos at all. I know people who are big Broncos fans. I like Russell Wilson. I have a bit of a respect for the franchise's history. But I think the Broncos win 24 to 12. And they finally get it together. It's just, it's kind of weird that you're going to take the ball out of Russ's hands and not let him cook, quote unquote. Instead of to McManus to hit a 64 yarder. Now, it had the distance. It's just the accuracy was not there for that one. Brandon McManus hopped on Twitter and blamed himself. I don't think he should. I think he should have let Russ convert. Why are you not calling a timeout? There was a minute and five seconds to go on that fourth down before they before everybody was just kind of looking at each other. They were letting the game clock wind down. They're like, okay, timeout. Okay, Brandon, go pick it. And you know what? They could have done that. Let it run all the way down to 20 seconds. Timeout. Run a quick play. Get the first down. And then another timeout. And then Simpson Man is out there. And they win the game. But no. Maybe the NFL is scripted. I don't know. <laughs> Bears versus Packers. So Aaron Rodgers has, has to have patience with his team. His receivers. One thing I don't like about Aaron Rodgers. And there's a couple things I don't like about him. But overall I'm a big fan of him. But one thing I don't like about Aaron Rodgers the most. And one thing I like about the Chiefs the most. In the AFC Championship, two years ago, McCole Harmon fumbled. He was not himself. He was not happy. He was beneath himself, I should say. No. He was beating himself up. And the Bron no, the Broncos. <laughs> the Chiefs gave him confidence back. Um, that fumble got the Bulls a score. They went up 9-3, to I believe. 10-3, to something like that. And the Bills, or the Chiefs, next site, next series, two sweet plays to McCall Hardman. Two quick, easy plays. Hey, take this, run with it. And he did. I believe he scored on that drive. So that got his confidence boosted. They didn't bench him. They didn't stop giving him the ball. They didn't tell him you suck. They didn't cut him right then and there. They didn't do anything. They didn't get frustrated with him. But Aaron Rodgers, when Christian Watson drops a pass, on his first ever start, without even working with Aaron in a, in a game, 
And I know you're saying basically saying catch the ball, you got hands, use them. It's essentially just playing catch with that without wide opening. What? It's not how it works. Everyone throws the football differently. Every football feels a little different in your hands. I can have two identical footballs aired up right now. One's going to feel a little bit different. It's like basketball players. One basketball is going to feel a little bit different, even though they're aired up almost exactly the same. Same ball. One's just going to feel a little different. Right? Say Christian Watson dropped that pass just because he felt a little off. It was a mental mistake. It was his first ever career start. But Aaron Rodgers just wants to start rolling his eyes. Getting mad at everybody. Not, hey, Christian, keep your head in there. I'll get you on the next one. We'll get this. It's your first start. It's okay. Don't overthink it. It's football. Don't overthink it. And then he goes on the press conference and says, you know, we dropped some passes, like, just calling everybody out. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't like as much as I like the quarterback before him, Brett Favre. But I do like him. He's just kind of a jerk sometimes. Oh, you dropped the ball? Well, you're not, it's not going back to you. Oh, you fumbled? Well, you're benched. Why do you think they lost the 49ers game? There was a fumble, there's a couple drop passes, and he stopped going to them. So he threw to Devontae in triple coverage on that last play. The Packers lost. They were going home early. Because Aaron Rodgers wants to stop going to people. So he force feeds it to his running backs, force feeds it to his tight ends. And he's got, two, he's got a very good tight end and two very good running backs. I, I will give him that. And you know what? This year he's going to have to rely on them more than his receivers because they're younger. But you got to give them some confidence, man. You can't kill them. Titans versus Bills, Monday Night Football. There's two Monday Night games this week. They're doing something kind of different. I think the Titans win, or the Bills win 42 to 17. I don't like anything about the Titans this year. I like, I like Mike Vrabel. I like Ryan Tannehill. I like Derrick Henry. Their defense, no. Their offensive line, not really. Their receiving core, not at all. Their special teams, special. No, their special teams are just fine. Um, but the Bills are going to blow the doors off of them. The Bills are going to continue their dominance. Um, Vikings versus Eagles. I think Viking, uh, there's, two again, two Monday night games. One's on ESPN, one's on ABC. I think the Vikings win 29-20. to 20. Um, I think the Vikings have the better defense and the better offense. The Eagles, they're a young team. Still think they win the NFC East, but we'll see. I do have the Giants starting off 2-0 and the Eagles starting off 1-1. So, there's that. Also, there's the Cowboys versus the Bengals. Yes, I realized I forgot that. So, again, the good thing this is on a live radio show. I would be in trouble. Cowboys versus Bengals. I think the Bengals, Bengals ripped them a new one. Um, Cowboys... Um, Dak Prescott, because the other guy can't make excuses for him anymore. He's a nice, just just like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, good quarterback, you can trust him, but he's overly cocky. Dak Prescott, good quarterback, you can trust him, but he's too nice. He's too. He has. I don't know how what to say about his throwing motion. Some of Baker's, and Dak just looks off. He's inaccurate. Baker, inaccurate. They're both inaccurate. And when they're on, they're on. They're almost unstoppable. But it's time to stop making excuses for them. Excuses for them. Um, Dak Prescott is out four weeks. Cooper Rush is coming in. I still believe in their defense a little bit. I still believe in their running game. Cooper Rush can put something together. 
But I think the Cowboys are just going to ride it out this season and wait for Sean Payton to leave Fox Sports and come and take that job from Mike McCarthy. That's what I think. Um, score prediction, I think the Bengals win. Offensive line is beat up. Joe Burrow, he's going to give the Cowboys something. Final score, I'm going to say 29-10. to 10. NFL tiers, Super Bowl favorites, there's two. There's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Everything's going, everything's working out perfect for them. Um, Josh Allen had a couple hiccups. Mahomes had a couple hiccups. No turnovers, but sometimes he rushes some of his throws still. Playoff contenders, Rams, Buccaneers, Bengals, Ravens. Um, Ravens, solid roster, solid coaching. Buccaneers, they have the GOAT. Rams, they just had a bad night. Bengals, they just had a bad day. They just got a new line. There's offensive schemes that maybe the Lions a little bit uh, off on. Playoff hopefuls, Packers, they'll get it together. Aaron Rodgers just needs to be more patient. Vikings, only reason I'm saying playoff hopefuls is because I don't know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Colts, if it's another Frank Reich year with the Colts, they got to go a different route with quarterbacks or they got to go a different route with head coach. Raiders, just depends on what Derek Carr you get. Chargers, it depends on what Chargers you get. Is it going to be the Chargers that can get to the AFC Championship, or is it going to be the Chargers that are sub-500, no matter how talented where their roster is? And the Broncos, Daniel Hackett's just got some maturing to do as a head coach. That's it. Most coordinators don't work out as a head coach. Lifetime coordinators don't work out as a head coach. But this is also a new wave of head coaching. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Nathaniel Hackett. Brandon Staley. It's a new wave of head coaches coming in. Um, really wanted to put the Pittsburgh Steelers in there, but I'm going to leave them out for now. And then the tier, everyone else. It's not relaxed, but the tier is everyone else. I said earlier in the week, early in the episode, it was relaxed, but uh, it was Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders, or Super Bowl... Super Bowl favorites, Chiefs and Bills, playoff contenders, Rams, Bucks, Bengals, Ravens, playoff hopefuls, Packers, Vikings, Colts, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. And then everyone else, it's week two. It's too early to tell. You can assume some things, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to be that guy. Sorry I rambled on. I'm just glad football's back. It is NC Sports Entertainment, episode 90. Thank you. I'm out of here. Thank you.